Right now, we are seeing a lot of economic turmoil going on and even potentially a recession. Well, did you know that the rich get even richer in recessions? And right now, we are entering the best time ever to invest in real estate. Hey guys, Dustin Heiner here. I've actually been on two episodes talking about Fresno, California and Phoenix, Arizona. And speaking of Phoenix, Arizona, you need to come and hang out with me and 43 other expert real estate investors who are going to show you how to invest in real estate in the recession. You need to come to Phoenix, Arizona for the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. This is a conference for investors by investors to help you invest in real estate. This is a no sales pitch conference where we are going to be helping you to invest in real estate. And in this annual conference, you are going to be learning how to become a successful real estate investor from expert investors. I want to give you 10% off of your ticket to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Use the promo code Lee to get 10% off your ticket. Go to rubcon.com, R-E-W-B-C-O-N.com. And I will get you 10% off if you use the promo code Lee. You can change your your life and become financially independent by investing in real estate. I'll see you at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in the Sunshine Coast of Australia with my new friends Leanne and Lyle McCabe of BeachTravelWine.com. They owned a local business that they sold in 2019 so they could spend more time at the Sunshine Coast beaches and traveling the world. They love the gorgeous weather, beautiful beaches, and amazing people. In this episode, we talk about the Kalundra Music Festival, exploring the Noosa Everglades, and visiting Kandalula Falls. You'll hear about these three amazing experiences and so much more. If you know someone interested in visiting Australia, I'd love it if you share this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to Leanne and Lyle's tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash sunshine. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Hey, Leanne and Lyle, welcome to the show. Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. Today, we're talking about the Sunshine Coast of Australia. I know a lot of people you know, listening to the show, they know a lot about Sydney and Melbourne and, and Brisbane and, and a lot of these other popular cities, but uh, the Sunshine Coast has a lot to offer from what I've read and, and researched, and I'm definitely going to be happy, happy to have you on the show to talk all about it. Yeah, it's a, certainly a, a wonderful part of Queensland in Australia, and uh, we think it's probably one of the nicest. Yeah, I think probably its greatest strength is the, the weather. Uh, we're subtropical, and uh, we get about a week and a half of winter, and that's about it. That sounds delightful. I'm here in Nashville, and uh, it's been rough. It's been a rough winter, so... I'm just dreaming of the beaches, uh, of all the different photos I've seen of the Sunshine Coast. Well, we've had temperatures around 31 degrees Celsius, Celsius. Uh, even right now. So it's uh, we're looking out the window and we're looking at the ocean and it's uh, beautiful. And it's uh, autumn here for us, so that's pretty nice weather. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's the warm weather is just starting for us here in Nashville. And, and we, I know we got the, the flip side of, of the weather down there in, in Australia. So what's your connection to the to the Sunshine Coast? Well, we just had a business in the area and we sold that in 2019. But previous to that, we decided we wanted to, to live down on the beach. And neither of us are from here. We just love the lifestyle and it's, you know, it's just close to Brisbane, close to transport, you know, that, that sort of thing. And it's just got a, a really nice feel about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a holiday destination uh, in itself. And it's probably more where Queenslanders, the locals, holiday rather than the Gold Coast. It's just a, it's just glorious. It's uh, plenty of water sports, 
a lot of surfing, a lot of swimming, uh, jet skiing, all that sort of gear. So it's really good. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So now you mentioned you know Brisbane and, and Queensland and, and things of that nature. And for those of us that aren't from Australia, we probably don't know exactly where where that is, uh, you know, on the on the continent there. So where is the Sunshine Coast, you know, in relation to Australia? Well, Australia is a huge country, about the size of America, but we only have about 26, 27 million people. So we're all spread out. So we Sunshine Coast is on the east coast of Australia and it's in Queensland, which uh, is quite a big state. And we are about maybe an hour and a half north of the New South Wales border, but an hour north of Brisbane. So uh, we're quite low down in the state. All right. Uh, that's perfect. Yeah. So, uh, and if we're planning to come visit there, do we fly into Brisbane or is there a local airport? If you're coming internationally, you would have to fly into Brisbane Airport. There is a local airport that does a few international flights, but only to New Zealand at this stage. We flew recently from Brisbane straight. There's a flight straight to San Francisco. That might be the easiest way to get into the airport, but then you'd have to uh, hire a car. Okay. So so if we're flying into Brisbane, we wouldn't then take another flight connecting to uh, the Sunshine Coast. We would take a car or some other transportation to get from between the two areas? Yeah, definitely. But you'd have to hire a car. Because our population, especially on the Sunshine Coast and, and further north, because the population's not that dense, the, the infrastructure for transport isn't that good. But the roads and everything are perfect, uh, and it's only a, an hour up the road, So, uh, and you're at, you're at the Sunshine Coast. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that was actually shorter than my commute when I lived in LA. So. <laughs> yeah, right. And there's actually a couple of shuttle buses from the airport to, to the Sunshine Coast, so you could hop on one of those and then hire a car um, when you got up here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And now if we were going to do one of those shuttles like that, about how much would it cost, would you Would you say? Well, we just, um, we're, we're looking at that. Can you remember what I said? Yeah, it, you said it was. About uh, $150, I think, Australian. Yeah, that's return. People. Yeah, for two people. Uh, for two people. Okay. So about $75 a person. That's not too bad. But that's Australian dollars. So I think. You bet one and a half. Yeah. So maybe about $50 US. Yeah. Sure. Okay, perfect. Now, uh, speaking of money, I know the last time I, I visited, we basically just used our credit cards and, and things of that nature. We didn't really get any of the local currency. Do you recommend people get local currency when they're visiting uh, the Sunshine Coast, or is it fine just to use like you know your credit cards and like your your mobile apps? Yeah, just use your card. Look, because we're not a tipping culture over here, so you don't tip, you or rarely do you tip. So, you know, you really don't need any cash at all. You just use your card. Oh, perfect. Okay. And then also speaking of the flight, I know I made a mistake our first trip going out there to Australia. I didn't realize you actually needed a visa <laughs> to, in order to get there. And I'm not talking about the visa credit card. I'm talking about a, a visa form authorizing permission to get into the country. Is that still the case now? Yeah, well, I think I'm pretty sure you do. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, we needed a visa to get into the States yeah. and also Mexico. We need a visa to get into but Europe. I, yeah. So, Okay, yeah. So I'll, I'll see if I can include a link about that uh, for sure in the show notes for people here that are interested in going to Australia. Now, if people are coming, you know, you talked about like the changing of the seasons between the Northern Hemisphere and then the Southern Hemisphere. The weather's really good as far as being uh, subtropical and everything else. As far as people planning their trip, what time of year would you would you recommend visiting as far as like the weather or any sort of annual events or festivals that occur? 
that's a, a good question. I guess it depends. Um, you know, our summer months are over the Christmas period, so December, January, February, and you know, you guaranteed it's going to be warm. And you know, if you want to, you particularly want warm swimming weather and that that sort of stuff. But also autumn and spring are perfect. Yeah, September, September, October, uh, November is absolutely beautiful. It's not really super hot. Uh, you haven't got the uh, humidity, um, and a lot of the festivals are around that time. You've got the Calandra Music, music Festival every year, uh, and you've yeah. got um, if anybody's interested in you know Australian rules football or rugby league, a lot of the sporting grand codes finals. they have all their grand finals then. Um, you've also got um, that's the start of the triathlon season. There's one up at uh, Noosa Heads, uh, which is uh, in November. They they do two, one in November, and I think the other one's in. Anyway, the, do you know what? That that's the largest triathlon by participants in the world. That one. That in doesn't Noosa. surprise me. Sorry, Malulabar is the other one, and that's in March. Hmm. Triathlon. So we probably didn't answer your question. Any time of year is great. Uh, we don't get bad weather. But if you want warmer weather, if you like prefer the warmer weather, certainly spring, summer and, and autumn. Yeah. Yeah. The water temperature at the moment in the ocean is about 25, 26 degrees. Celsius. Celsius. Yeah. Okay. And 25, 26 Celsius is what, around 80 or 70? Yeah. And people swim all year round here too, you know, so there's not a, a time where you, you can't swim. Oh, fantastic. Now, as we were talking about some of the triathlons there, you mentioned a few different cities because... You know, for the listeners, the Sunshine Coast is actually more of like a, an area versus a, an actual city. And so there's a couple different cities you, you mentioned there, the, the Noosa Heads uh, and then uh, Kalundra. Well, it's actually the Sunshine Coast is an area that's, that spans about 60 kilometers. The southern end is where we are at Kings Beach in the Kalundra area. And that's the closest beach to Brisbane, the city of Brisbane. And then there's about 30 different beaches all the way up to the northern end of the Sunshine Coast, which is Noosa Heads area. And um, a lot of people have heard of uh, of Noosa. And Malulabar is pretty yes. well smack bang in the middle. Okay. So when when people are, are planning their trip to the Sunshine Coast, you know, how do they pick between those different cities? Is there one that's maybe you know a lot more like nightlife, one more family friendly? What are the differences between those different cities? That's a great question. I would say, and Lyle will probably agree, where we are in the Caloundra areas is probably a little bit more family-orientated family and um, a bit more laid back, a bit more casual. Heading up the coast to, as we said, Malulabar, so it's family as well and there's, there's a few attractions and things around Malulabar area. And then when you get to Noosa Heads, I'd call it, I think it's like walking in a, a fashion ma magazine. It's very glamorous and there's a lot of people from down south that come up and very fashionable and it's not glitzy like the Gold Coast, but it's just, it just has a really glamorous vibe about it. A glamorous, luxurious feel yeah, yeah. about it. We, we quite often go up there and uh, people watch. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's perfect. So that's probably a bit more for, you know, if you have a little bit more money to spend and it's probably not quite as child-friendly up there. Yeah, and there's a, the, the whole street, like Hastings Street, which is the the main shopping area. It's just fashion house after fashion house, restaurant after restaurant after restaurant, and the food's fabulous. Oh, fantastic! Well, yeah, we definitely look forward to talking about some of the food a little bit later on. 
Uh, let's talk about some of the things to do while we're there in the, the Sunshine Coast. Like, what are some of the main attractions? Obviously, the beach is is a big draw, but what are some of the other things that we should look to do while we're there? Well, definitely, people come here for the beach. You know, like Australia is an island, so we're surrounded by beaches, and ninety percent of Australians live within five kilometers of the beach. So it's it is our lifestyle. And if you're coming to on holidays to the Sunshine Coast, that's probably one of the main things you come for. But there there are some attractions, you know, and I think um, in, you did do a podcast uh, about Brisbane where you talked about the Australia Zoo, but that's worth mentioning again because that's a fabulous a tourist attraction that, you know, people come from all over the world to see. It's probably one of the main ones, isn't it? You know? Yeah. And then we've... You know, there's uh, an aquarium at Malulaba called Sea Life and you can go whale watching, you know, in, in the months from sort of June through to October. You can go out on a boat as well. There's, a, you know, the Yamundi markets, which are probably, they're famous in Australia. They're the biggest markets and, you know, it's all artisan stuff and people come from miles around to go there as, as well to the Yamundi markets. There's a ginger factory and then, you know, then there's the hinterland, which is about a 30-minute drive, which you go up about 400 metres from, from the coast. And there's a whole range of quirky little towns up there, which are, you know, another attraction for people here at the coast. And the views, actually, from, we had our we had an accommodation business in Monfort, which is a, a quite a famous little town here. It's the, we, we always thought it was the wedding capital of the world. There's, there's just weddings everywhere. But the reason why there are weddings is because the views back down to the coast it's almost like the hills roll into the ocean. It's, the views are spectacular. And, um, and the waterfall, yeah? Oh, yeah, you've got Condalilla Falls because you've got lots of walking trails and, and national, parks. national parks there. And Condalilla Falls, which is uh, quite close to where we had our business, is very, very popular, very, very beautiful and not that hard to, to walk the whole circuit. There's, and there's lots of different circuits sure. within that. But, yeah, highly recommend all that hinterland area as well. And then there's the other one that we did recently. There, There's an Everglades system in Noosa. And there's one. There's only two in the world and one's obviously in Florida and the other one is is here in Australia. And you can do a, a lovely cruise through the Everglades yep. and, or you can actually canoe there as well and, and you, you do that from Noosa Head. So there's obviously... Oh, not obviously, but, you know, there's kangaroos to look at. And, sure. you know, so that that's something that a lot of overseas people love to do. And one of my favourite things there is they've got a, 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 a brewery, brewery there. <laughs> they do. And uh, they, they do a very, <laughs> very nice um, pale ale. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, you're speaking my language when you start talking about the breweries. So <laughs> now my wife and I, we've, we've gone a couple of times to the Sydney and then uh, we, we branched out and visited a couple other areas within Australia. And I know that, like you mentioned, kangaroos, in certain parts of the country, you can't touch the koalas or the kangaroos or anything else. And in other areas, you can. In in your area, if you visited like the zoo or anything else, would you actually be able to to interact with the animals or or no? Yeah, no problem. I mean, with uh, Australia Zoo, you you know you can pat the wallabies. There's areas there it's you, quite open. You actually feed them. I've been there with my grandson, and you buy the the food and you hold your hand out, and the little wallabies come up and eat out of your hand. Yeah, yeah. and you've got the koalas, which you know my, are my favourite, and you know you can pat all the koalas and that sort of thing. Uh, I wouldn't recommend patting the crocodiles at Australia <laughs> Zoo, um, but generally, yeah, up here. Obviously, yeah. they've, it's very regulated, and so it should be. 
But in those particular venues, yeah, it's all good. Well, that's fantastic. Now, look, we talked about the different cities in the, the area there along the Sunshine Coast. Now, when we're, we're talking about where to stay, you know, are there like certain main hotels or is it more of like, like bed and breakfast type properties or what type of uh, accommodations should we look at? Well, in the hinterland, it's very much um, B&Bs. That's, they're, they're quite popular. It's not so much down the coast, but there is a lot of accommodation. Yeah, so down here, yeah, I don't know if it's quite unusual or not, but it's it's apartment buildings yes. that have units. You know, like we live in an apartment building, but there are places that are just basically built for holidays. So they're not they're self-contained. You know, often two bedroom, two bathroom with the full kitchen, that that sort of thing. So there's not many places that you just have hotel rooms, is there? Well, you've sort of got places. Look up at Noosa Head. As we said, it's it's probably more not so much rich and famous, but you are going to spend more. But they've got the place that we like to stay, which is Peppers. I don't know whether that's a, a brand. And they're always very, very nice. In fact, we actually got married yeah. at Peppers. Peppers Noosa Resort, that uh, one's called. Yeah, Peppers yeah. Noosa Resort. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Well, their accommodation ranges from studio apartments to three-level luxurious apartments with private pools. So Yeah, and then you've got a Malula Bar. Malula Bar's got actually hotels. And they're still apartments, though, aren't they? Yeah, they're still apartments. But, the, the, yeah, they're the, the landmark, which is at Malula Bar, we've stayed there. And you've got fabulous views out to the Pacific Ocean. It's not the place where you would just come for a quick overnight, you know. Most people come for at least a couple of nights, three nights, and it's just the part of the culture here is you you stay in, in an apartment. Okay. One of the other things, you've, you know, that I've noticed here is that it's a very much a surfing culture. So you see that, um, you know, the whole family surfs. And so, you know, most of the, the young teenagers and young kids are quite healthy. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's good to be out there on the water, enjoying the waves and, and enjoying the ocean, that's for sure. When you mentioned like the, the accommodations, it sounds like almost like the like, a, like an Airbnb, like you're renting an apartment essentially versus, you know, a lot of times in the U.S., like you're just renting a room. Yeah, well, you can use the Airbnb, but there are businesses here that are basically just holiday rental Agents, you know, so if you've got a unit that you want to rent out, you go into that. Let's like a little real estate agent, and all they do is rent out holiday rentals. So sure, sure, yeah, like you're renting somebody's house uh, or an apartment instead of a hotel room. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The other thing that's popular here, Lee, is accommodation is caravan parks that we call them here. I'm not sure um, what you call them there, but you know, people have their own caravans that they tow behind their cars and they park them in the caravan parks and they set up the annex on the side or they bring a big tent and you know these caravan parks have fabulous facilities for families and and they you know like they've got swimming pools and you know water parks and areas like big camp kitchens so you can you know go and cook your dinner on a barbecue and it's you know that that's very popular in Australia and especially here on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, that's awesome. In the U.S., there's a place called KOA, KOA Campgrounds, and they have something very similar to that. Now, uh, as we're talking about some of these places, uh, you know, along the Sunshine Coast, one of the things we didn't talk about was was the food. You know, obviously, you know, traveling and enjoying the local cultures, you're going to want to try to sample some of the local local eats. What are some of your favorite restaurants that we've got to hit while we're there uh, visiting and, and touring around the area? 
I mean, Australia is very different, obviously, because it's multicultural. We don't have a, you know, like a national food really except meat pies, I guess. So, you know, basically, you know, you can go pie, Chinese, Japanese, Asian, you know, Italian, Greek, Mexican. So if you like any of those types of food, you can find them here in Australia. One of the things that people love to do, though, is to go to uh, one of the local fish and chip shops and there's a, a place on the in Malulaba on the wharf where they actually called the spit at Malulaba and they get the fish straight off the and the prawns and the, the seafood straight off the trawlers and you can go there and it's a very popular spot to buy fish and chips and seafood and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually bought Malua prawns yes. uh, at the local seafood market in Caloundra yesterday, so we'll be having that pretty much straight after we uh, <laughs> finish the podcast. Well, our favourite is the spice bar, Yeah, the it? spice bar at Malua and one of the things that I think we do very well, or the, the chefs do well, very well here, is the fusion of Asian food and that particular restaurant, the Spice Bar, do it very, very well. It's not. It's probably at the more expensive end of restaurants, um, the Spice Bar, but it's in Malula Bar and, and we love that one. One of the others that we really love is the Surf Club at Noosa Heads. Now, this Surf Club, I don't know if you have them there. They're, they're, they support the Lifesavers, but they're a, a, a restaurant and a bar and, and they make a lot of mo- money from, from the poker machines and things and they put that back into the club so the, the, the food isn't that expensive. But the, particularly the Noosa Surf Club, you literally are sitting right on the beach. All the Malula bus is saying. Yeah, Malula, the, yes, and yeah. most of the surf clubs. So they're, they're right on the beach because that's where the surf lifesavers put their boats in and out. So there's nothing better than sitting at the, you know, the Noosa Surf Club having a tropical salad, which is mango, avocado mm-hmm. and prawns and a nice glass of white wine watching the surf. It's just that's one of the magical things about Noosa that I love. Yeah, that sounds delightful. Yeah. And, it's, and, and yeah, Malula Bar's the same. And mm. actually even the, the Kings Beach down here, which is about 100 metres from where we're sitting now, the best thing about the surf clubs is their locations. They're right on the beach and they basically lease the area from the the, the government, and uh, because they're a, obviously a sporting oh, life-saving and life saving, yes, they get uh, good deals and best locations, and generally the food's pretty damn good and reasonably priced. Now that's, that's really cool. Like now when we talk about the surf clubs, I know like when I went to Bondi Beach, there's like a, a surf club right there, and my memory's a little fuzzy on this, but I think there was like a like a fee to like kind of join for the day or something. Is, is that similar there with those surf clubs? Yeah. You can become a member of a surf club, but you don't need to be a member to go into the clubs and, and eat and drink. Yeah, I think depending on which state you're in. Yes, New South Wales. New South Wales. They're in New South Wales. We're Queensland. I think the regulations change in each state, so mm. we really couldn't tell you that. But I think if you're a bona fide traveller, which you would be, or any international guest, you can walk in anywhere. You don't need to be a member. Perfect, perfect. Okay, uh, a couple of last questions. If we wanted to have a really good breakfast before we headed out for the day, where would we go for that? Well, where we live, there's probably 20 cafes, uh, which is a real breakfast culture thing here in Australia. You know, we, we love our brekkies. In fact, I think a lot more people go out for breakfast than they do dinner to some degree. And I would probably head to Coffee Cat, it's called. They've got beautiful 
zucchini and corn fritters or the obviously smashed avo on toast is always popular here as well. But the coffee in Australia is amazing as well. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, my wife loves coffee. So as if she didn't want to go to Australia bad enough as it was, uh, <laughs> she'll definitely want to go there for the coffee. Now, like say the last couple of times we've gone, uh, it's just been my wife and me visiting Australia. If we want to take her out for like a nice like dinner that's you know nice and romantic and, and th- those type of things, uh, where would we go for that? Well, probably as we mentioned earlier, the Spice Bar is really nice, but maybe Dominic's. That's a beautiful Italian restaurant, you know, that's um, quite atmospheric, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. And and Dominic's, you know, he's a an, a, an Italian gentleman uh, and probably should have retired a long time ago, but he's there every night and he's a great host. Yeah, he's always looked after us really, really well. And it's a lovely view of the water from there Yeah, as well. and you've got a great view, yeah. Mm. So, but all along the coast here, there's restaurants that have got fabulous locations that have got great views. And as I said, the surf club's probably not so much kind of romantic, but, you know, Malula Bar and especially Noosa again, really those restaurants right on the beach. Yeah, Seasons Restaurant in Noosa would be another one I'd recommend. Sure. That sounds fantastic. Thank you so much for, for sharing all these things about the Sunshine Coast. I learned a lot. The next time we come out to Australia, we're definitely going to come out there and hang out and, and see all the wonderful beaches and, and enjoy all this wonderful food. But now it's time for the final countdown. Can I just say one thing? Sure. Before we do the final countdown, you were saying, you were telling us earlier that you wanted to hug a wombat. And yeah. I love wombats too. And we, yeah, we, we were lucky enough to go and see some wombats in the wild. But did you know, Lee? This would be something really fascinating for your listeners. It's an Australian animal fact. I'm not sure it's actually going to be that fascinating, but anyway, we'll go on. Bats do cube, cube, C-U-B-E, poos. Did you know that? I heard that, yeah. I think my son, because he's the one that has to pick up the the poo uh, in our our part of town, and so I think he would appreciate the fact that it's nice and compact and, and does its thing that way. Well, they, they build up a little wall of it around their burrows. So the other wombats say, oh, it's, um, there's someone lives there and so it doesn't roll back down in. I just thought that's fascinating. That is absolutely fascinating. And you're not going to believe this, Lee, but my uh, Leanne tells everybody that. Everybody she meets, <laughs> that's the first thing she talks about, is the wombat poo, which concerns me a little. Hey, you know, we got to have those fun bar, bar facts when we're at the bar and knocking back a couple, you know, it's good to bring out that trivia. Anyway, so back to your class <laughs> question, sorry. <laughs> right on. <laughs> well, yeah, d- definitely appreciate you sharing that, that wonderful fact. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited the Sunshine Coast, where would they go and what should they eat? One meal if they were coming to the Sunshine Coast, you would go to the Mooloolaba Spit and have some fresh seafood without question. Yeah, I agree. What type of catch would you eat? Well, Lyle would have a red emperor. Red emperor, like he'd have a yeah, what do you call it? A coral trout or something. Yeah, yeah. coral trout. Yeah. Red emperor. Yeah, you can't go past our prawns and the prawns. I'd have the prawns and Morton Bay bug, which is uh, beautiful. Yes, beautiful, subtle uh, meat, seafood. Oh, that's fantastic. Now you lived in this area for a little while now. Uh, I'm sure you create a lot of memories when you're not out traveling and gallivanting the world. But what's one of your best your best memories of the Sunshine Coast? Well, getting married. Getting married. Yeah, getting married at Noosa was was pretty special. And also, uh, I've got eight grandchildren, and so it's pretty chaotic. But it's one of my best memories is when we've got eight adults and eight children in our little apartment, and we're all heading off to the beach and just just enjoying that time together. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. It's, you know, all the other wonderful travels I'm sure you do around the world, nothing compares to be able to spend those, uh, those moments with your family. So speaking of uh, happy times and, and fun memories, where's the happiest happy hour? Kings Beach Bar. Yes, there's a there's a bar just not too far away called Kings Beach Bar, and they do fabulous cocktails at happy hour. Sure. Uh, in my youth, I used to run nightclubs, and I can so I know what a good cocktail is, and they're excellent. And it's beach views the whole way. Well, that's awesome. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. Uh, where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in in the Sunshine Coast? Amici's. Yeah, Amici's restaurant is by far the nicest pizza we've ever had on the Sunshine Coast. As well as the pepperoni one, they, they do some really nice gourmet ones with um, teriyaki chicken and a nice prawn one. Chili yeah, prawn. Beautiful. But, yeah, Amici's Italian restaurant for sure. That's fantastic. I, I'm sure my wife would want that uh, that prawn one. Yeah, so good. Now, uh, before we start recording, we were talking a lot about the, the travels you've been doing recently and the, the travels you have coming up. So as you're traveling around the world, I'm sure you have some amazing travel tips that, that really help out the listeners. What's your best travel tip? Well, for me, I think what I'd like to encourage people to do is just to slow down a little bit when they travel. You know, I know people don't get a lot of time and they love to hit the, the tourist spots and the highlights, but I think sometimes the best parts of travel happen when you just sit, sitting in a plaza somewhere or, you know, just taking in the, the local sounds and, and vibe and talking to locals and just maybe try and hit a few less places and enjoy where you are just a little bit more, yeah? Sure. I think um, one of the things that we've done with the podcast, there are obviously a, a certain amount of work with them, but I can honestly say it has enhanced our holidays uh, at least 100%. So get to know where you're going before you go. Yeah, do, a bit of research. do a little bit of research about the history of the place. Uh, we're going to be in Venice in about four weeks, and I've uh, been researching that, and I just can't believe what we're going to see. Just take the time to do some a bit of research. No, absolutely. I mean, it's it's, it's easy to get caught up in in hitting up all the the, the touristy attractions and so like that. And then some of the places you don't want you don't want to miss those, but you also don't want to be that the only thing that you're doing while you're there. Being able to just sit in a cafe and, and watch the people walk by and take a little picnic or something like that. Those are probably going to be the memories you're going to have much more than than waiting in line to go see you know the Mona Lisa or something. One of our favorite things to say is we we walk out of our accommodation and we look at each other and we say which way will we go today, you know? And so we sometimes just don't even have a plan and we just wander and, and just see what we find. Well, that's fantastic. Leanne and Lyle, can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. Well, Lyle did uh, mention it there before. We do a travel podcast called Beach Travel Wine and uh, we we document basically where we go. We, we podcast about where we travel to, where we stay. We try and give some really great helpful information and we've done podcasts all over Spain. We've done Australia, Mexico and Gibraltar and we're going to be podcasting as we travel around Italy next. So, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, if somebody has questions about your podcast or the Sunshine Coast or any of the places that you've been traveling to, what's the best way to reach you on social media? Well, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Beach Travel Wine. It's pretty easy to remember. Lots of people love that name. Um, or you can head to our website at um, www.beachtravelwine.com where you know we, we've got um, links to, to all our social media and email if you want to 
reach out. We'd love to tell anybody about whatever we can, well, where we've already been, but also, you know, share our beautiful part of the world, the Sunshine Coast. That sounds fantastic. Well, we'll definitely include links to all those in the show notes. And it's been great talking to you, and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Can't wait to meet you too in person, Lee. Thanks, Lee. What an awesome conversation with Leanne and Lyle. I love their focus on beaches, wine, and traveling. Three of my favorite things. You can find all the links we talked about and our one-page guide to Leanne and Lyle's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash sunshine. We want to say thank you to RubeCon for being today's sponsor. The Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is a three-day conference by real estate investors for real estate investors. I love that there are no sales pitches or wannabe gurus trying to sell you their courses or coaching. Instead, you'll learn how to get started and how to improve your business from actual real estate investors. I'm presenting as well, so please say hello if you attend. Tickets are on sale now, and you'll save 10% off your registration when you use the code Lee at RubeCon.com. Join us next time as we head to Newcastle, UK, to speak with my new friend Paul McDougall, a freelance writer at TravelNest.com. In this episode, Paul and I talk about exploring Hadrian's Wall, supporting local shops and enjoying delicious food at the Oosburn, and hiking up to the Angel of the North. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell me what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations.